Hello, Visioneers, and welcome to Small Business Celebration. We're continuing our series on small business owners who are rising from recession. And our guest this week, well, she is going to show us the key to unlocking a successful business here in Bakersfield. This is Small Business Celebration. Join us as we learn from successful business owners and successful business leaders about who they are, from where their business has grown, what they have learned, and where their successful business is going. I'm your host, Michael I. Roberts, and we're gonna learn something that you can use today to grow a strong and profitable business. Visioneers and welcome to Small Business Celebration. And our guest this week is Debbie Bagley, the owner of Bakersfield Locksmiths. Welcome to Small Business Celebration. Thank you. Happy to be here. For visioneers who don't know who you are, who are you and what is it that you do? I'm Debbie Bagley with Bakersfield Locksmith. We've been around for about 25 years and we do automotive, commercial and residential locksmithing. The reason we're here with Debbie today is that this is not the first recession that she has been through, and this is not the first recovery she has gone through either. And for visionaries who are new to Bakersfield, what did Bakersfield locksmiths look like prior to COVID? Fairly busy, mm -hmm. fairly busy. You know, just our standard, everything was going fine. COVID hits and everybody goes into a panic. Everybody shuts down. I shut down, not knowing what to expect. Mm. And as our, I sent everybody home and as the phones just continued to ring and ring and ring, I thought this is not gonna work. We have to reopen. This was before the term essential business came to be. Mm. Thankfully, we were deemed an essential business and we have been extremely busy helping people locked doors that they hadn't had to lock for 20 years you know 24-hour businesses that haven't locked for 20 years and all of a sudden they need help and people with people being home they've also been able to take care of items that they hadn't previously been able to take care of so we've been doing a lot of maintenance work a lot of um, business maintenance work also that they've taken advantage of while their employees are working from home so we've been doing a lot of commercial work also one of the things that's interesting about your business is that even though you're technically an essential business, even if you weren't, you would have been busy. Yes. But now that we're starting to recover from this recession, and some industries are doing better than others, how, first of all, what is business like now that the initial shock of COVID is over? Are things still as busy as ever? Have things slowed down? What's, what's business like right now? Right now, things have leveled out. Mm. It seems as though we are actually more busy than prior to COVID. Mm. I almost kind of think it's because we were set up and I do have a team of people. I wasn't a one man in a van. I think we had the staying power mm. to stay or I didn't, we just didn't go away. We were here, we've answered our phones. We've proven that we, you can depend on us in our right. community. And I think people like that, people appreciate that. And, that's, and that is key right there, is you continued to answer your phone. Yes. And that is the key right there, is that you kept answering your phone. In fact, Visioneers, we are in an open business. And so if you hear the phone ringing, if you hear people talking in the background, well, it's because they're still 
answering the phone. Yeah. But that was the key, is even if you had been in an essential business or not, and you had let everybody go home because of COVID, you were still answering the phone. Why is that such an important aspect to your continuing success today? You have to answer your phone. Mm -hmm. it's, it's your lifeline. Mm -hmm. It's your lifeline to your customers. That's the whole reason we've been around for 25 years is because we answer the phone and we show up. And if we say we're going to be there, we're there. If we get tied up on other calls, we're running later than anticipated, we try to communicate so that we set a very clear expectation of what's going on, when we'll be there, but you have to answer your phones. Now that we're coming out of the recession, some industries are doing better than others. Yep. One of the challenges or one of the dangers that business owners have is that as the economy improves, business begins to improve, and it improves to the point that the ship capsizes as it were, from a little, from overstepping or a mm -hmm. whole variety of other things. What are you doing to be able to keep the ship right as we come out of this recession? Not taking on a lot of debt. Mm. Not Absolutely. taking on a lot of debt service. Um, well, we did, as a small business, we took advantage of a lot of the COVID relief. Mm -hmm. So we paid off I didn't have very much debt anyway, but we paid off the little stragglers that were there so that I do only have one debt service that we're paying, which was the um, idle loan. Mm. So that's the only thing that we're paying. Mm -hmm. The And we're looking to pay that off in like three to five years instead of whatever it was, 20 years or something along those lines. Right. So, but not taking on debt, paying cash as you go. Living, don't expect this big bubble of everybody, you know, when we finally get free to last. Everybody's going to be so excited to be out and spending money and helping because people in inherently want to be good and help. So they're going to help all these small struggling businesses and business might be booming because they hadn't been able to be out for months and months. Well, it may not stay that way. It's going to level off. Right. So don't expect to stay in the boom times. Um, some industries might last better than others because so many other small businesses in certain industries are not coming back, mm -hmm. which is really sad mm -hmm. and scary. And so you might be able to maintain a higher business level or a, you know a level of business than you had but that doesn't mean that you're it's going to be a guarantee one step at a time be conservative be conservative you know that sounds like a, a quote from last week's guest kelly jenkins she talked about taking things one step yep. at a time one of the things that you're also doing is you're paying attention to your numbers like yep. you talked about and you're, you're forecasting changes in the, in the industry as technology improves, as technology shifts and that sort of thing. What, where are you taking your business five years from now or ten years from now so that as the economy, has, as the economy recovers, as things improve, you have a, an idea or a direction to where you're going with your business? I wish that you could have an exact roadmap of where you're going to take your business. Right. You can have a plan, but life happens in between. <laughs> so those plans don't always work. Sure. So, you know, I, I made a short-term goal of three years. I'd like to 
double to triple our business. Mm. That's my goal. Mm -hmm. And then in another three years after that, so that in six years, I'd like to triple it again. Now, those are very lofty goals. Sure. I'm putting them out there. We'll see what happens. There's no guarantee that's going to happen. How am I going to get there? I think by doing what we're doing and accommodating what people need. Mm. But I'm not jumping on the nearest, greatest fad. Like you asked, how do you stay up? Well, I don't know if you've asked me yet, but how do you stay up with technology? Right. Technology in this business is continuing to evolve, especially in the automotive. We do a lot of automotive, but being able to keep up with everything on the, all the new or newer model automobiles is almost impossible. The dealers are making it so that you're very dependent upon the dealers. Right. Smart marketing move on their end, but almost impossible to keep up with. We do a great job. I think we probably do a huge amount of automotive compared to what other companies do. But keeping up with that is probably our biggest challenge because the equipment that you need, the programmers that you need are all quite costly. And yet... You have a plan. I have a plan. What is that plan? The plan is um, commercial. Mm -hmm. I really think that our, our commercial industry is underserved. Mm. We will continue to service automotive and residential especially, mm -hmm. but commercial is where the focus needs to be. I think it's horribly underserved. Plus with everything going on as far as access control, even middle access control, not necessarily huge industrial access, although do, we do a lot of that, like we're doing some work at the new Amazon and Bakersfield Heart Hospital and a couple other you know, nice big accounts, which are right. wonderful and lifesavers. But I think it's, it's middle, the middle America, the middle, mom and pop places that mm -hmm. are going to need some help. And what kinds of help do you offer them or what kind of services or technology do you offer them? Well, we have some nice new little products that we like, like NextKey is a nice newer up and coming product that is geared towards mom and pops or middle sized businesses, which you can get a nice um, app controlled lock so you don't have to constantly battle with your keys or fumble with keys or issuing keys or terminating employees and having to rekey your entire business. You can put an X key cylinder on which starting from $500 complete up to about twenty-five or 3000 depending upon which model you choose or which access you choose. But And there's competitors to Nextkey also that are coming out but right now Nextkey seems to be a very tried and true product that we enjoy using. Um, on a residential basis, we stick to the tried and trues. Yale, Schlage, Quickset, because we know we can get replacement parts, you can get keys, it's a good solid product, and those are app controlled, and they're very convenient with a multitude of finishes and things like that for residential. If visioners want to get in touch with you, how do they do that? Well, they call us is the best way, because we answer number? our phone. <laughs> <laughs> True, and what is your phone number? Our phone number is 661-322-3371. What was that number? 661-322-3371. And what is your website? It is bakersfield-locksmith.com. Very good then. Well, when we come back, we're going to be talking about some of the more nitty-gritty details of the locksmithing business that you will want to know. We'll be right back. Domino Plastics is committed to opening up Kern County and beyond. As a trusted domestic custom plastic fabricator for over 47 years, Domino Plastics has sanitized and retooled their plant to produce PPE barriers for your business. Need a custom contact barrier? 
How about a face shield that is California Prop 65 compliant? Domino Plastics offers multiple style face shields that support a variety of industry needs like medical, retail, and everyday private use. Safely open up your business by going to dominoplastics.com forward slash COVID or reach out to them at 661-396-3744. That's dominoplastics at dominoplastics.com forward slash COVID or call them at 661-396-3744. We're here with Debbie Bagley, the owner of Bakersfield Locksmiths, and our visioneer question is, visioneer Sal asks, I have hired numerous employees over the years that during the interview process are the employees I want, but end up not being the people I need. How do I look for people I need rather than the people I want? Very complicated question. Okay. Multifaceted. Okay. Because uh, for us, for Bakersfield Locksmith, we have been very, very fortunate in that we don't have a large turnover. We have long-term employees and a shop cat, which you just heard, but we have <laughs> long-term employees that have been, have been with us for years and uh -huh. years and years. But we're coming to a place where I need more people. I'm losing business because I need another employee or two. Right, sure. So we are actively starting the hiring process. What does it look like for us? A locksmith business. It's not like the ideal employee would be someone that's already trained, can just step in, get into a van, and go service. Right. That would be ideal. Right. Highly unlikely. It's not mm. going to happen. Right. So our best employees, in fact, the employees we have now, have been homegrown, mm. meaning that we look for aptitude. Mm. We look for aptitude. Do you have a mechanical aptitude? Do you like figuring out how things work or why they're not working? And uh, do you have the diligence to kind of hang in there and figure it out or are you going to throw your hands up in the air and walk away and say you can't do it. Right. So we're looking for aptitude more so than skills. We'll train the skills. What is the process in general once you've hired the person with aptitude through the training process that's before you send them out into the field? They're going to drive along with our techs. Mm. They're going to do a lot of ride along and they'll be basically being an assistant to the technicians mm. and then then the roles will change and they'll start being assigned tasks here rekey this lock here do this you do this and I'll do this and I'll come supervise and make mm. sure you did a good job which that's going to weed out the aptitude pretty much right in the beginning so Got you know it. looking at a week or two in mm. and we're hoping that we don't have to go through the process a great deal but you might Sure. You definitely might have to go through a couple of people, so it gets complicated. But further on down, they have success. Then they go to more um, calls that, that are less complicated. And then if they need assistance, then a technician will come and help them. Mm. So we have definitely trial and error, and you're going to have to be, that's where your stamina comes in. It's going to be trial and error. Mm. And then we go back with quality control. Our operations manager is going to be Johnny on the spot pretty much with them all the time. So to make sure, because quality control is incredibly important. Right. Because we warranty our work, mm -hmm. so we have to make sure that we're turning out a good product. And if somebody can't get into their business because their lock doesn't work, that's a problem. That's a definite problem. <laughs> that is a definite problem. But you have also managed to keep employees for 5, <laughs> 10, 15, 20, 30 years? 35. 35 years. How 
how have you done that? We enroll. We enroll the employees in the big vision and mm. we are like a very tight-knit family. Mm. The expectations are clearly set, mm -hmm. but each employee is given autonomy to make decisions as they go, mm. which I think they buy in because nobody wants to be dictated to. Right. People want to be able to have discretion and discernment. If someone's needing a break and you know maybe there's a very distressful situation or distressed customer with a very stressful situation that needs help but not a lot of money, a lot of times we'll just gift them the job. Sure. We call it our pay it forward discount. Right. I love nice, that term nice, that it's a nice. pay it forward discount. Right. That we're giving you a blessing, you in turn go and pay it forward to somebody else. But this also comes from a big part of your training process too because you've taken the time the investment of putting the training into the employee with the ride-alongs with the gradual increase in responsibilities so that you can turn them loose in the field and be comfortable that they'll be able to succeed and yep. solve the customers problem part of that too is as you mentioned is they become like family and one of the challenges that some business owners have is they don't know how to make, discern that line between being the business owner and a family member. How have you gone through here at Bakersfield Locksmith been able to walk that very fine line for so many years? It's a respect. How so? It's, it's a respect. I think that... Um we, management, have, um, we respect our employees, and in turn, they turn around and respect us, but each person has a specific role that they do. So you mm -hmm. operate within those roles, and you have discussions. That's how you kind of keep the boundaries. It's mm -hmm. like in a family. Mm -hmm. How do you keep the, the, the parents are the ultimate authority, the children you teach to fly on their own. We just, it's a, it's a respect factor. Mm. Really, bottom line is it's a respect factor because I host family or uh, business events at my home mm -hmm. a lot of times. I'll have them over for a barbecue or we'll have them over for a holiday party or something like that. So they're not strangers to my home, but it is a respect factor. Sure. There's a certain code of conduct and it's not stuffy at all. It's just a respect. One of the other things that this leads to as well is that your business lives, breathes, and dies based on Google and Yelp reviews. And that's also part of the training that you have instilled in your employees is to do a good enough job that they elicit and they're able to gain these five-star reviews. Why are these reviews, first of all, so important to the lifeblood of your business? And why are these reviews especially the five-star reviews, such a, a greater tone of, of enjoyment than the industrial awards that you've gotten from other companies? It's simple. People give you a five-star review because they appreciate how you were and what you've done. Mm. There's an old adage that people won't always remember your name or what you do, but they'll always remember how you made them feel. Mm. When our customers call us, usually they're feeling very vulnerable. Mm. Either their, their house has been broken into, their business has been broken into, they've lost their keys, they're in a vulnerable situation. So if you can go in there, our guys will go in there and make them comfortable and set their mind at ease and then when we leave, they know their house or their business or their vehicle is secure. Mm -hmm. And 
then we communicate with them. So we're developing a rapport and a rapport. And the reason these five-star reviews are so special is because you made somebody feel safe and secure and they're gonna refer you to others. The five-star reviews, those are referrals. Mm. Those are referrals from your customers to your families, to your friends. That's where, those, those mean the most. And for visioneers, if you Google Bakersfield locksmiths, you will notice because of their five-star reviews, they are one of the top listings on Google. When we come back, we are going to learn more about the heart of the business, and we're going to learn how all that comes together to grow a strong and profitable business. What did you think of that visioneer question that Debbie answered? If you have a question that you would like our guest to answer, reach out to us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram, and who knows, your question could appear here on Small Business Celebration. Remember to reach out to us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram, and ask a question of our visioneer guests so that you can learn something that you can use today to grow a strong and profitable business. We're here with Debbie Bagley, the owner of Bakersfield Locksmiths, and our visioneer question for the segment is, Visioneer Shakila asks, publicly I want to portray an image that everything is perfect in my business, but I dare not admit publicly that I have screwed up or gotten something wrong. How do I come to terms with being comfortable with being an imperfect human and being able to admit it publicly? Appearances. We all love to have great appearances, but right. in reality, we are all imperfect. Mm. So if you own your mistake, instead of trying to cover it up, I think if you just own your mistake, admit it to your customer mm -hmm. that you had made a mistake, mm -hmm and offer to make it up or do the right thing or whatever the case may be and then move on from there learn from it but don't keep beating yourself up over and over and over because you're not doing any favors this sounds like it's come from personal experience <laughs> absolutely <laughs> far from perfect how so pretty much every single day i will make a mistake uh -huh. you just own it you say you're sorry you move on one of the one of the greatest things i did that i have really had to eat a little bit of crow was I had gone to great lengths to accommodate a customer. Mm. Made an appointment the next morning, said, oh, we'll be there, and promised the world. I forgot to dispatch the call. Oh, no. I just totally forgot to do it. Got busy <laughs> on that next morning doing whatever I was doing. Totally forgot. The customer oh. calls me back, Debbie, aren't you coming? And I'm like, coming? Oh my gosh, and then all of a sudden, a, you know, light bulb moment. Oh my gosh, I forgot to dispatch. I just explained <laughs> that I'm so sorry. They'll be there in 20 minutes. I'm sending them right now. Forgive me. Right. And everybody laughed it off and, and life was fine. Sure. Own it. Just own it because people make mistakes every day. And also, get over it. Get over it. Why is that important? Why would you want to constantly beat yourself up over something that was a mistake? Mm. Why do you want to beat yourself up? It's going to hinder so many other avenues of your life. You can't continue to be a victim to yourself or anybody else or whatever's happened to you. Mm -hmm. You've got to move on. You've got to be positive. You've got to look forward. Life is too short to be just negative or beating yourself up. Now, what are the other challenges that successful business owners have? Sometimes I have to escape. Sometimes I have to unwind. Sometimes I have to get away from the editing bay. What do you do? 
to when, when life becomes very stressful, when life starts to pile up on you, when you've got a thousand things going on, what do you do to relax, tune out, tune off, and get away from business and life for a while? A couple things. Okay. I'm fortunate enough that I have a wonderful circle of friends. Mm. So I, um, I visit with my friends or my family. Mm. But one of the things I do personally that's kind of just me is I put lipstick on pigs. What's that? <laughs> it's, kind, it's kind of crazy, but I personally like finding old furniture with nice lines mm -hmm. that I can see a vision in and then I'll, I'll redo it and mm. I'll turn it into something beautiful. Even though it probably costs a lot more to, to do that than you could go down to Home Depot and buy. I fool myself into thinking, <laughs> I've only paid $40 for this, or I only paid $50 for this. But by the time you put the fabric in and the paint and whatever you're doing, plus all your hours of time and love, right. it is not cost effective, right. but it is good for the soul. Exactly. And you're creating something that is unique. Mm -hmm and you've purposed with love for whomever the recipient is going to be. You know, and that's something key right there. When you build something, you build it with heart, you build it with intent, and you, more importantly, you build it for somebody. Absolutely. When you take a project on like this, are you taking on this project to restore or reinvent something with somebody in mind? Or does that happen along the process later when you go, you know, this would be a great something or other for this person? For me, generally, mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't start a project unless I already know who the recipient is going to be. Uh, Whether they've asked me for it or not. Okay. Uh, I, I think, oh, I could redo this table for so-and-so. They would really like this. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if they do or not. I hope they do, because I want them to appreciate the love and the and the attention that I and the care that I put into it. But like for a newlywed couple in the past two years, year and a half or so, I completely did a whole apartment for them. Wow. I knew that I knew the person very yeah. well. Sure. And I asked what they liked and I just started hunting. I said, Now you're not gonna see anything else until you get it until your bridal shower. You won't see it, wow. but I know what you like. And I redid, gave them a whole one bedroom apartment. And wow. they use it today and it makes my heart so happy every time I see pictures posted or I go to their visit their home. It just makes my heart happy knowing that I gave them something that they love and treasure also. And when they wake up in the morning, they remember it's you. Absolutely. This also, this philosophy of taking, putting a lipstick on the pig. Mm -hmm. Sounds like this has been a, a lifetime journey of growth. And part of growing in, in a successful business and success in life comes from the things that you read. Is there a book or a couple books that you have read over the years that come to mind that you would recommend to Vision Your Nation? Two. Okay. Two of them that really have left an impact on me. Um, one of them I've just read recently, fairly recently, was called The Choice mm. by Edith Egger. Mm. And she's a Holocaust survivor. Oh. And it was about how, yes, it was about the atrocities that she encountered, but it was also about how she made a choice to move on and to look to the positive and not be a perpetual victim mm. because that hinders your life in so many ways. And it went on in it trailed her life and it went on to s list multiple um, accommodations that she had won and 
she went into psychology and psychiatry, so she helped others overcome their PTSD. Mm -hmm. She was just an amazing person, so mm -hmm. don't live in your victimhood, you know, and um, even if you don't have anything as atrocious as being a Holocaust survivor, just right. don't live in your victimhood. Self-pity is not ever going to do anything well for you. And then the second one is the shack. And the reason I like that so much is because it was about relationship. Mm. It was about how, uh, what a relationship would look like, the good, you know, and the grace involved mm. in having a relationship. What is one thing that visioneers could do today to grow a strong and profitable business? Don't wear all the hats. Mm. Rely on your team. Mm -hmm. because they all have skills. You hired them for a reason. They're right. there for a reason. They have skills that you don't have. Mm. So you cannot be everything to all people. So stay in your lane, rely on your people, and if you don't have people, like maybe you need a bookkeeper, maybe you need a dispatch, maybe you need whatever it is, hire it. Mm. Get it done so that you can focus on what you need to be focused on. And make sure you hire for aptitude and not necessarily ability. Absolutely. How can Visioneer Nation reach out to you? They can call us at 661-322-3371. You can find us on Facebook under Bakersfield Locksmith and Yelp under Bakersfield Locksmith. And our website is bakersfield-locksmith.com. Well, Debbie, this has been a pleasure. Thank you very much for being on Small Business Celebration. And we look forward to seeing you very soon. Yep. Thank you very much, Michael. Domino Plastics is committed to opening up Kern County and beyond. As a trusted domestic custom plastic fabricator for over 47 years, Domino Plastics has sanitized and retooled their plant to produce PPE barriers for your business. Need a custom contact barrier? How about a face shield that is California Prop 65 compliant? Domino Plastics offers multiple style face shields that support a variety of industry needs like medical, retail and everyday private use. Safely open up your business by going to dominoplastics.com forward slash COVID or reach out to them at 661-396-3744. That's dominoplastics at dominoplastics.com forward slash COVID or call them at 661-396-3744. is a visioneer. A visioneer is a small business leader who is a pioneer that has vision. A visioneer is someone willing to see the world not as it is but as it could be and is willing to do something about it. A visioneer is ethical, smarter, faster, and leaner than the mainstream competition. A visioneer gives value first because visioneers are in business for the long haul. Visioneers understand the difference between saving money and earning a profit. Visioneers define their destiny. Visioneers create their own luck. Visioneers surround themselves with successful, like-minded people. Visioneers are renegades who defy the mainstream competition and are ready to change the world. Are you a visioneer? Join the Visioneer Tribe at Small Business Celebration on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram today. Thank you for listening to the Small Business Celebration podcast. Some of today's music was brought to you by Ted Hammond, and you might find more of Ted's music at ReverbNation.com forward slash Ted Hammond. That's ReverbNation.com forward slash Ted Hammond. 
If you enjoyed this episode and gained some insight from it for your business, subscribe to the Small Business Celebration podcast at itunes.com forward slash small business celebration and give us a five-star review. Also, if there's a business you'd like us to interview, reach out to us on LinkedIn and Facebook and let us know. Until next time, I'm your host, Michael Roberts of the Small Business Celebration podcast, and we wish you a strong and profitable business.